Welcome to the Swim Swim Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, we've got a very special guest. She is a freshman this year at the University of Texas. She was one of our top recruits in her class. Please welcome Olivia Bray. Olivia, how's it going? Um, it's going pretty good. How are you? good i think it's bizarre that we're both in austin right now and yet you know here we are on zoom calls it's 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 weird times but yeah. happy to be talking to you today yeah me too um so i i talked to you in san antonio uh at the u.s open i i don't was that a month ago a few weeks ago um yeah. but <laughs> let's let's just recap that just a little bit um how did you feel about your races there, um, especially given it's been a few weeks since then? Uh, what was it like touching long course for the first time in a while? Um, it was really nice. I love swimming long course, especially like the 100 fly. So um, it was really nice to be able to race that in a new environment. And then uh, we've been training long course about twice a week. Um, so just like getting that, <clears throat> getting like used to that again with trials hopefully coming up. And getting a little more practice under my belt was really nice. I just talked to someone else who swam at a different U.S. Open location. And, you know, even though it was not the norm for a U.S. Open type meet, it was, it was cool to get those long course reps in. Um, so I, I want to start with, with uh, your swimming story. It, I, I want to start at the beginning. Um, how, how did you first get into swimming? Um, what was your, what are your first memories in the pool? Um, I started like summer league swimming when I was six or seven and like instantly like fell in love with it. And I asked my mom at the end of summer, I was like, mom, I really want to swim year round. Like all the cool kids are doing it. Like I don't just want it to be a summer thing. And then, um, I believe I was seven or eight when I started year round with the Virginia Gators. And it was literally like my happiest time. Like every time I was at the pool, I was like, glowing beaming with joy i'm i'm always jealous of of summer league kids i i think our listeners are probably sick of me saying of hearing me say this but i never swam summer league and then i hear everyone's summer league stories i'm like man i missed out on my childhood (laughs) um what do you remember about summer league what 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 really got you about summer league it was just kind of like for fun like there was no pressure it was just like this is, I don't even, I don't remember that much, but um, like just for fun, there was no pressure, no like you have to go like this certain time, like you have now kind of, um, it was just kind of like an escape. And like a lot of my friends did it and I got to meet a lot of other people in like the Roanoke area. So it was like fun to like mingle and like have like a common interest. I mean, I, I, know, so I know Summer League is big in Virginia, I don't know how big, um, was it something that people like, did you keep doing it all the way through high school? Um, no, I actually stopped, I think before I went to middle school, I don't really remember why I think it was like too much. Maybe. Um, I know like our end of season summer league meet, uh, 
was the same weekend as our like end of season like year round meet so it was kind of like there wasn't really a point anymore and we'd have to miss like a few practices of year round to go to summer league meets so I just didn't see a point in doing it anymore so you started swimming club at uh at age seven or eight and uh that was what all the cool kids were doing you started on Virginia Gators um what did you like about club so much I just really like swimming like straight from the start and we did it I think it was like it was only five times a week for like an hour so it was like the right amount of time and just like being able to get in the pool it was just it made me so happy and I did a bunch of other sports growing up and nothing compared to what I felt like when I was in the water were you from then on were you always swimming or was there a time when you were playing another sport um you know, ju- just that sport or, or took some time out of the water or no matter what, you were always swimming at some point? Um, I never stopped swimming once I started when I was like seven or eight. Um, I did a bunch of other sports for n- the next few years. And then when I got to like sixth or seventh grade, I started morning practice and I was like, I don't have time for this anymore. <laughs> so I chose swimming. What were the other sports that didn't stick? Um, I did dance, gymnastics, soccer. I did a little bit of basketball, like horseback riding, um, softball, just kind of the whole shebang. <laughs> nice. And, and swimming came out on top. And so you started morning practices in sixth and seventh grade. What did, did your friends realize that you were doing that? You know, you'd get to middle school with like wet hair and they're like, why is your hair wet? And I mean, did they realize how many hours you were putting in? After like the first few months of me coming, like wet hair, like just kind of exhausted throughout the entire day. They're like, like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I just woke up at four this morning. Like no big deal. And they were like, you're crazy. Like, why would you put that much effort into this? I mean, why? why did you what what was motivating you at that point I really like to be in the water and like push myself and I always want to like get better and strive to be the best person and swimmer I can be and I just really like working hard (laughs) were you one of the youngest people in the in your group at the time um we were about the same age for the most part and then um I joined the we called them like the seniors um which is usually like high school, but I joined a little earlier, like the beginning of eighth grade. So I was like the youngest one at that point. Was that, what was that experience like being the youngest one in that high school group? Um, It was terrifying. (laughs) I was still like a little short and like everyone was so tall and fast and I was just really intimidated by everyone. But um, I'm one of those people that like gets to the pool, like put my blinders on and I just swim (laughs) Do you have any standouts of, of people that kind of, you know, took you under their wing or, or just, you know, kids in that group that you looked up to um, that really helped you elevate your training? Um, yeah, definitely. Like Emma Muzzy, she's a junior at NC State. And um, like we've been training together for um, a few years, like when we both did club and she was the fast, the fast person in the group. Like she's also the tallest. So like, She's very easy to see, Um, and she's, like, one of the hardest workers I know, and it was just awesome being able to, like, see her every day and see how she pushes herself, and the motivation you get from that is just awesome. Do you remember a time when when you were so scared or how you overcame that fear or terror? 
I know the first few practices, I like cried. My mom was like sitting on the bleachers and I, I was just so scared. Um, but then one day, like my coach came up to her and was like, you should probably leave. Like, so she doesn't have that excuse to leave. Um, and so my coach and I like talked a bunch the first few times. Um, just, he was just trying to like motivate me, like get me to stay. Like you worked hard enough to put yourself into this group. Like you belong here. And so I, after a while, it finally got into my head that I, like this group was the right place for me and I shouldn't be scared of it. Was there, I mean, that sounds like a pretty big moment. Was there a moment in practice or in workout, something you did that, that kind of that aha moment that kind of proved to yourself, Oh, Hey, like I do belong here. I can do this. I don't remember, but I'm sure there was like, um, I used to not be a practice person. Like I was, I would try really hard and it just, the times wouldn't like correlate. And then at me, it's like, some fast, but um, unfortunately, I don't remember that far back. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Uh, you said you used to be didn't you used to not be a practice swimmer. Did did that get better as as you stayed in the group, or were you you know the caboose in every lane, and then <laughs> all the way through high school, and then you just swam really fast in meets? I don't think I started becoming a practice person until I came to Texas. I we also like swam with the guys, so I would always go like third or fourth in a lane of guys. So I would always be like the caboose and wouldn't really practice the way I would swim in meets, which was really like frustrating to me and my coach. But um, like here at Texas, um, I'm not really sure what changed. I don't know if it's my new diet, the new environment, um, my like new mentality for swimming um, helped me like swim fast and better in practice. But um, I'm just really glad something changed. Yeah. So, so let's, let's talk about that change. We, you know, you and I talked about that a little bit at, at the U S open. Um, but let's get into that, you know, so COVID COVID hits in March of this year, you were in Arizona training with, uh, Misty, uh, for the, for the Olympic trials. Um, I want to go into detail about just that situation a little more. You know, you had graduated high school early and you were just focusing on swimming. Um, again, how, how were you with that? I mean, did you feel pretty good about that decision just to end, to end high school early and solely focus on swimming for a semester? Yeah, I was really excited um, just because I had done most of my like core classes already. So I'd be taking a bunch of electives and I didn't see the point and taking those classes um and it was also just like this could be this could have been like a really good olympic trials for me like i wanted to put all of my effort into that and see how well i could do and and so was it just were you the only one training uh with missy at the time yeah okay and so what was it like training just one-on-one like that? Had you ever been in an environment like that before? No, I've never really trained by myself. So it was definitely like an adjustment. Um, I was probably with her for, I think, about three weeks between January and February. Um, mm-hmm. So it was definitely an adjustment period to get used to swimming by yourself um, and just having your coach just look at you, like all of their attention on you, um, correcting the little details. It was nice, like, because I feel like I wasn't wasting time. Um, it was like, you get in, you do the work, you fix the things, 
and you get out. Um, but it was, it was really nice to be, to have that. So how would you spend the rest of your days? Um, I actually lived in the house with her. So I don't, I I would play with her daughter. Like we watched movies, frozen, tangled all day. Um, (laughs) I didn't have any schoolwork. So I just kind of like read books, just kind of like chilled. (laughs) Are you, are you someone who reads for fun? Um, I like to, and I've gotten more into it, especially over quarantine. I really enjoy like motivating books. Like I'm currently reading um, The Obstacle is the Way. Um, my coach, Mitch, actually gave it to me after our first dual meet, and I'm, it's such a great book. I feel like Mitch would probably have some good book recommendations. <laughs> COVID hits in, in March, uh, and how did that change things for that situation? So we had like been keeping track of it since I was there, like all the websites, the internet, we saw it was like going to Europe. We were like, it's only a matter of time before it hits us. Um, So we were kind of trying to plan in advance. Um, We were talking about, do I go home? Like, what does this mean for Olympic trials? Like, are they even going to be able to happen? And she was, we were, we didn't know what was going to happen. If, Worse got to worse, like we were going to f- fly me home the next day if everything was shut down, it was canceled, um, or we were like, this could be a great training opportunity. Like, why don't I move to Arizona and just train? Um, but we found out, I think it was a Friday, like everything was canceled, NCAAs, the Olympics. We were like, this is getting really serious. And then we decided that since everything was canceled, um, that it was time for me to go home. And then we started looking into eating disorder um, treatment centers for the summer since nothing was going to happen. What prompted looking into eating disorder treatments? I've really struggled with my nutrition since I was six. I think I'm, I've probably eaten the number of foods I can eat for the past 12 years. Have, I could count on my hands. Like they were not a good variety. Um, and I've like struggled with it so much and I've gone to see like multiple like therapists um for the past few years to like work on this and nothing had seemed to work and we were like the world is on pause so like this seems like a perfect time to put my life on pause go to a treatment center and then try and fix this problem like head first so the treatment center you ultimately ended up going to um you know what was your experience like there um, it was ter- terrifying, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I actually ended up going to the hospital within the first week. Um, I had super high calcium, so I was in the hospital for a few days, and that was really painful and scary because I've never been to the hospital before, and I was halfway across the country, um, like, by myself. Um, but it was it was eye-opening to see, like, how scary and different this is for like each person um and what people have to go through to like get help and how they push themselves to like the end point before they actually do like reach out and get help thankfully um I wasn't at like my breaking point or like a scary moment when I decided to get help but it was really like crazy um to see the different people in there and I met some really great people, um, athletes and non-athletes, like willing 
to put their life on pause to get help. And that was like really inspiring for me because they just dove headfirst into treatment. And they were like, I want to get better. Like I'm doing this for me. I think whether you're at your breaking point or not, it's always a scary moment reaching, like deciding that you are going to seek help. Um, I know certainly, and I just talked to someone, I just talked to Trey Freeman uh, about counseling. I'm in counseling currently. I mean, it's, it's, and it's, it's an odd thing to realize, Hey, if I'm surrounding myself with these good people who are going to help me, that's not a bad thing. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, so, so you go to treatment, you were, was, you said you went to the hospital for high calcium. Was that just solely uh, diet related or was that because you were stressed or scared? So I was a little dehydrated the first like few days. And then um, they also like make you drink like Ensure or Boost, like that drink, which is super high in calcium if you can't like finish the meals. And so I have like ARFID, which is like, I'm a super picky eater. And so introducing like a lot of foods at one time is really stressful for me. So I'd have to drink a lot of boost and ensure. And that just kind of added up um, with the dehydration. And then my calcium just skyrocketed. Having a, a moment like that um, in, in an environment that you're already, you know, not totally comfortable in not only sounds scary, but it also sounds like it would be discouraged. It sounds discouraging. Right. Um, I mean, once, once, once you pass that moment, how do you, how do you get back up on that horse and say, okay, the, you know, I had a setback, but I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep working at this. Yeah. Like, um, the first few days after I got back from the hospital, I was like, wow, like I really want to go home. Um, I had like a really tough time deciding whether to go or stay. I was always fighting with myself. Like, could I do this? at home, like in an outpatient place, or do I have to be in residence? Um, That kind of like a chapter in my life um, that's this past summer really helped me to like use my obstacles and then the setbacks and the failures per se to like as my motivation. Like I was like, okay, like this happened, but what can I gain from this? What how can this make me a better person? How can this make me push through this even more and use this as motivation to get over this little hump? Because you're always going to have bums in the road. And and so uh, what was the experience at, at the facility um, at treatment like after that incident? It was strange. Like I just felt, I was really nervous to try to do certain things like with my diet just because my like vitals were still like like off they were weird um and so like I they were keeping a really close eye on me making sure my vitals were good like five times a day making sure I'm hydrated um I wasn't allowed to drink boost anymore anymore thankfully um but the first like three or four days coming back I was like I want to go home like I want to go home. I just came back from the hospital. Like this place is terrible. I'm scared. And then after that, I, um, I talked to Misty a little bit and then my parents and I was like, okay, 
Like, this happened. Cool. Um, I'm already here. Like, I shouldn't leave. It's helping me a little bit, little by little. Um, and I should just dive headfirst into it. Like, I've already put in like a week or a week and a half. How can I make the most of this time? And how can I leave the soonest, basically? So how, how did you make the most of the time? Kind of just tried to put my fear aside of like food and um, just kind of, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, it was scary to like let myself be vulnerable and like open myself up to all these new options. Cause I've never had vegetables, I've never had meat, like never had fruits. Um, so it was just scary to like, let myself try these foods, which it sounds kind of dumb. Like I'm scared of food, but to me at that point, it was like, you need to get over your fear. Like it's not going to hurt you. Like it might make your stomach upset, but in the end, like this will make you better as a person. Um, for swimming and then after swimming. Uh, I don't think it's dumb. Uh, I, th- I think everyone has fears and some of them are very irrational. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm scared of lake monsters. And uh, as a 28-year-old male, <laughs> which every time I am in a lake, I'm afraid like a giant sea monster is going to eat me. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, food, something you put inside your body that you can see. I don't know. It, it makes a lot of sense that it would be scary. Um, but I digress. Um, so, so you, you make the most of your time while, <clears throat> while in treatment. And, you know, when, when I, when we talked in San Antonio, you had said, I, I came away and I learned a lot of the things about food that most people already know. Um, can, can you put into words, maybe just one or two things that you feel like you learned? Even work, like coming back and then working with Amy, our nutritionist at UT, learning how food can fuel your body. And there are so many different types and like different ways to fuel yourself, which I never thought of before. Like I was like, cool, food, you know, energy. But I never thought of it like food to fuel yourself, food to fuel your brain, like you need it. And then um, I guess another thing I learned is just there's so many types of food, like, um, like even for like meat, there's like, I don't even know, there's a lot. And um, I was only like opened up to like pizza, bread, rice, chocolate, like, and so being opened up to like this entire new world of food, it's like, whoa, like food is like amazing, which sounds like strange, but it's like a new adventure every time I try something. And it's kind of like an adrenaline rush because um, like it's just a new experience and like finding a new favorite food is like cloud nine. Like nothing tops that so far right now. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I can remember as a kid and even as an adult, like finding new foods and you're just like, this is so good, but and so I totally relate to that. And that's really cool. I, so I got to ask, what are, your, what are some of your new favorite foods? So I really like chicken and pasta. They're probably my favorite. Um, and then I don't, literally 
I haven't found a food that I haven't liked yet, which is crazy to think about for me. Um, like there are some foods where I'm like, uh, iffy about it, but, and then probably another favorite food is probably broccoli, which my parents would scream if I ever said that, cause I've never had vegetables before this year. And they've always like their favorite food is broccoli. Like that's her favorite vegetable. And now like me being a part of that, it's just crazy. So has there been a food that you've tried that you, it, in your eyes was like particularly bizarre or foreign? And you ended up like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. I think green beans are really strange. Like <laughs> the texture of green beans are strange. But um, I like kind of like forced myself to eat them the first couple of times. And now I actually like them. It seems like you're, you're on a good path in that regard right now. Um, let's talk about, you know, t- your environment on the Texas women's swim team. Um, you know, you got there. Uh, sometime sometime this summer this fall and I mean how do you feel like just being in that environment has has shaped how you look at things it's been an awesome like change of environment like everyone here wants themselves and everyone else to do their best and you have like so many resources who just want to help you and it's like such a positive environment and when we have like fast friday or um at dual meets or at u.s open no matter what they're doing, unless they're like warming up, they're cheering for you like all out. And it's just, they're always so happy for you when you finish. And I'm really excited for invite and to see like how everyone does. And then the energy we put up. Has, has this Texas season being at Texas um, given you a new perspective on your swimming in particular? Um, Or do you feel like you still you know, that kid who really enjoys being in the water? I definitely am still that kid that enjoys being in the water. But like, it's definitely given me a new like perspective and to think of things like in the long run and that a dual meet isn't like the end of the world if you don't go best time. Um, It's just like, it's different. Um, At least for me, like college and club swimming, like different perspectives, different coaching styles, different environment. but it's definitely a learning experience getting used to like trying to swim your best, like in the middle of like the season where you're like getting really hard practices, like tough dry land workouts. And it's kind of hard on like your mentality because you want to swim fast, like you want to swim your best times, but it's also like you kind of, it's hard. Like your body is really tired and thankfully like, they are like here to help you and like help your mentality. Like I was down about the first meet. I was, wasn't a good meet for me. Like mentally, I was like really kind of hurt and they were like, okay, like what can we do to help you? Like at least like show us all your mistakes now. Not don't wait until NCAAs or big 12s. Like don't wait till the big meets come, like show us it now so we can figure out a way to fix this and help you move forward. I know you had mentioned that, you know, you were in a, a fairly panicked state before that first meet. Um, and, and so, and again, you said you didn't feel great after that first meet. Um, how, so how did those, the, the coaches, your teammates, how did they help you move forward from that meet? Like the coaches and I like really like talked about it after the meet. I just kind of like stood with them and like told them what was going through my mind. Like, 
before the race, like during the race, like after and the rest of the meet. Um, and then we kind of like made a game plan, like, okay, so work with your therapist, work with whoever you need to, to help with your mental stuff. Cause they're, they can't do everything. And then <laughs> yeah. this is what we're going to work on in the pool. Like we're going to get your confidence back. We're going to push through this. And then later on, you're going to be ready. Like this isn't going to hold you back and kind of like talking me up, which was really nice. Sounds like, like you said, they're looking at the long term. They're looking at, you know, this, this path and, uh, you know, it's, you're, it sounds like you're in the thick of the path. We're at mid season, which, you know, by name, you're kind of in the middle of things. Um, and how are you feeling about where you're at on that path right now? I've had really good like practices and like times in practice. And I feel like, like pretty good in the water, which, um, especially in practice, like I haven't felt like that before coming here. Um, and I feel like I'm in a good mental state. So I'm like really looking forward to being tapered, like suited up and like racing. Last question that, that brought up a good point from before, you know, you said in, in club, you were not the best practice swimmer. You didn't feel like you were how, how is, what has made that shift? What has turned you into uh, a practice swimmer extraordinaire? I think it's definitely like the diet aspect has helped me to perform like during practice and not just during meets, like more consistently. And then the environment here is just awesome. Like they want you to do well, like every single person, like we yell at practice, like let's go Texas, Texas fight. Like we are constantly like beaming positive energy and it's like an amazing place to be at. Sounds like an amazing place to be. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm really happy to hear this and it's it's been really cool to hear about this journey of yours. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down and talk with me, Olivia. Thanks a lot. Yeah, of course. Thank you. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcasts on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.